Hey, welcome everybody. We've got a bunch of folks on the line today. It is Tuesday, a few days before Christmas 2012, and we are here to talk about gratitude. Our topic this month is gratitude. What does it do for us? How can we bring more gratitude into our lives? What is the experience of gratitude, and how can we make it a habit for ourselves so that we're experiencing gratitude every day and and how can we because i you know i like to test things i like to know something's working i like i like empirical data i'm a bit of a geek with that kind of thing and so how can we test and see okay if we bring a habit of gratitude into our lives how do we know that we're better off for it because you know in order for a habit to become a habit there needs to be a reward and uh, that there's a brand new book out. I have it somewhere here. Oh, there it is, Habit. Um, it's by Charles Duhigg, The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And as he put that book together and did the, you know, went through the research, he discovered that in order for something to become a habit, it's not just that there's a um, a pattern of behavior. There's a reward for that pattern of behavior. Maybe it's how you feel or um, you know, that it gets you something. So if we're going to create a habit of gratitude, we want to know what we're getting for it. What's, what's the reward? What's it doing for us in our life? Is it how we feel? Is it changing um, our level of happiness, our health? Um, what's going on with this? Because I tell you, there are some very interesting um, research data points out there about gratitude. Um, the, the simple practice of being grateful and feeling the feeling of gratitude for things in your life from the simple to the grand on a regular basis, making it a habit. And when you do that, things change. Things change in your level of happiness. Things change in your in your health even. Um, Dr. Robert Emmons is one of the, the leading researchers into um, what's called positive psychology and, and this, this gratitude. And he did a, a research study back in 2003, um, and he took three groups. And he had this over, over, over 10 weeks. He had the first group write down every day, five things that they were grateful for that had happened during the last week um, for each of the 10 weeks of the study. And this was called the gratitude condition. The second group was asked to write down five daily hassles from the previous week. So they're focusing on the negatives, what went wrong. This was the hassles condition. The third group just listed five events that occurred in the last week. They weren't told to focus on anything positive, anything negative. It was very, you know, just neutral. You know, it was their choice. This was the control condition. So they weren't focusing on gratitude. They weren't focusing on the negatives. You know, so they might have listed down, you know, just very factual, you know, negative, uh, neutral things. So, so in the in the gratitude condition, some of the things that people wrote down were seeing a sunset through the clouds, the chance to be alive, the generosity of friends. In the hassles condition, people wrote down things like taxes and hard-to-find parking and my food got burned and stuff like that. 
So before the experiment began, the participants had kept daily journals to chronicle their moods, their physical health, and their general attitudes. And so this was used to provide a comparison after the experiment was done. People who were in the gratitude condition after the experiment was done felt fully 25% happier. They were more optimistic about the future. They felt better about their lives in the present moment. And they did almost 1.5 more hours of exercise a week than the people in the hassles or the just neutral condition. So focusing on gratitude made some significant changes for those folks. And the, the question is, well, was it really just focusing on gratitude? You know, how do we know that that's clean? And so Dr. Emmons really was curious about, well, how do we know that they weren't focusing on points of comparison to say, okay, my life is better than somebody else's. Um, so he did a, a further study, um, real similar to the first one, and in one of the control conditions, instead of asking people to write down events from the week, people were asked to list ways in which they were better off than other people. And so the idea was this, was that in this condition, people are making positive comparisons but are not necessarily thinking gratefully. They're just comparing themselves favorably to other people. So they, he did this in order to find out, well, you know, is it, truly gratitude that's making the positive changes in their attitudes and their feelings and their health or is it that they're you know seeing themselves as better than other people and so he had ran that part of the study and the results show that those in the gratitude condition were significantly happier than those who were making positive comparisons between themselves and the others Unsurprisingly, those practicing being grateful were, were also happier than those focusing on the daily hassles. So it wasn't that they were seeing them, themselves as better than um, and, and comparing themselves favorably. Um, it was truly that they were feeling a sense of gratitude. Now, those studies were carried out with undergraduate students, and so it's all very well um, to increase the happiness of young, healthy college students, but what about people with chronic health problems? And so Dr. Emmons did a third study, and they recruited adults who had had neuromuscular disorders. Um, most of them had survived polio. And so it was not a life-threatening condition, but it was seriously debilitating. They had joint muscle pains, muscle atrophy, um, chronic chronic pain, is a big contributor to depression, and so these people had you know, good reasons to be dissatisfied, um, unhappy in their life. So in this study, they did the gratitude condition. It was compared to a control condition in which participants wrote about their daily experience. So again, they took um, part in this study. This one was 21 days. So participants in the gratitude condition, these people with these debilitating neuromuscular disorders, um, were found to be more satisfied with their lives overall, more optimistic about the upcoming week, and really importantly, they were sleeping better than the control group that just wrote down events, the neutral events. And good sleep is huge. It's huge for everybody. And if you know most most people who see me, a lot of people who see me, we end up talking a lot about sleep. 
Um, sleep is important for anybody's health, but if you have chronic pain, um, it, it, it's, it's tremendously important to, to give the body the rest that it needs so that you have, you know, more ability to handle the pain and feel better the, you know, the, the next day. People who sleep well are generally healthier and happier than those who sleep badly. So there are some really powerful studies um, about gratitude and the, the benefits, the payoff in, in your life. Now, when we talk about gratitude, of course, there's the giving side, being grateful for, extending your gratitude, either ex- experiencing that um, as an internal state and just within yourself giving thanks. And then there's also you know, actually ex- expressing appreciation to others, saying, hey, you know, I want you to know that I appreciate you did a great job, this and that, which you know, extends that, you know, that's that, that pay-it-forward piece. Now, you know, some people are really comfortable with receiving gratitude, and some people are a little uncomfortable with receiving that praise. They feel a little bit shy about that. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well, so that if that's if that's a concern of yours, either in giving or receiving, we'll talk about um, how to handle that well so that people feel comfortable in receiving your praise and thanks. Because one one of the things that I like to practice is see if I can get a smile on somebody's face in the most mundane, you know, ordinary events during the day. So, you know, at the grocery store to find something to compliment you know, because those cashiers, I've been one, you know, long ago in my, in my, in my life, my previous life, you know, I've been, I was a, I was a cashier at Kmart for several years and no, you're, you're treated very much like part of the machinery when you're in one of those roles. People don't notice you. Remember the last time you were at the store, whether it was Cub or Target or Walmart or whatever, do you remember the cashier that took care of you? If you had a, a bad experience, you might be more likely to remember the cashier who took care of you. And how, how, how sad is that? If you had a good experience or a neutral experience, you, you might not remember them. Can you remember the cashier the last time you went through the line? Even if that was earlier today, what color were there? Was it a woman or a man? What color were their eyes? What were they wearing? And don't just say, well, they were wearing Target red. Yeah, okay. Was it a sweatshirt? Was it a cardigan? What were you noticing about them? So notice these people. They're people. And, and, and take it from, from me who's you know, done that kind of work. It, it's, it's a bit um, you know, draining on your self-esteem because you do get treated as part of the, part of the, the equipment. Um, give them a compliment. Notice something and give them a compliment. Give my dog a a treat to make him be quiet here. (laughs) And just notice how that changes their expression and how that brightens up their day because it just doesn't happen to them. Um, There's a a gentleman, I don't remember his name, I saw him speak um, uh, last year. He he runs the Horst organization now uh david something anyhow he's written a book called how to be a day maker 
And so he takes this whole this whole concept of of gratitude and paying the gratitude forward, you know, to a, to a whole new level. And I'd encourage you to to take a look at it, Google on it, explore it. His personal story is amazing. And so he took that that philosophy and wrote a book, and he's actually um, now been recruited to to work for numerous corporations to teach their people how to be daymakers. Well, so he's teaching people on the other side of the desk to make our day when we come in and our customers, how about us as customers making the day of another human being? You know, because at the end of the day, it's not about what side of the what side of the desk or what side of the cash register you're on. We're all human beings, and so notice that person. Notice something about them that that you appreciate, and express it to them. And in addition to making their day, by taking that on as a as a habit, by, by, by making a point of doing that at least once a day. Or whenever you're out. I mean, if you're home all day, that's fine. Uh, but when you're out, it also raises your awareness of appreciation of things in your life. And you'll find yourself noticing things that you were glossing over before and starting to be more appreciative of everything in your life. And that's one way to start to raise that gratitude habit and start to get some of these Benefits that come with gratitude. What else do we know about gratitude? Well, we talked a little bit about um, practicing gratitude and, and thanking other people here, um, showing them their, your gratitude. So, you know, what happens when people um, feel uncomfortable with that? Um, if that's you, first of all, if somebody thanks you, just accept the thanks graciously. Let the person know that you appreciate being thanked. That's all you really need to do, really is just say thank you. If you find that difficult, think about why that gratitude makes you feel uncomfortable. Do you not feel worthy of being thanked? Chronic feelings of inadequacy can make it difficult for people to benefit from the thanks that come their way. And so do some inner work. Do some hypnosis. Move through that and find out what is it that's, that's, that's blocking you um, from accepting that positive energy coming into your life. Look for the small things, again, to be grateful for yourself, and that starts to open the door to raising your, your gratitude quotient. And you'll find that if you start to express gratitude to others, you'll start to see the appreciation in them, and that will in turn allow you to feel more open to receiving that yourself. So those are some simple ways to start to to be more comfortable with gratitude uh, and to start practicing it um, from both a giving and receiving standpoint. Now, um, one other way to do that, and the way that I really, really enjoy, is to have a gratitude journal. Sort of like this study. They had these people write down five things every day. Um, a couple of the studies ran over 10 weeks. A couple of the studies ran over 21 days. It's taking the time every day, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time, to have a gratitude journal and write down in that journal the things that you were grateful for that day. 
It can be the simplest things to the grandest things. You know, think about right now some of the things that you might be grateful for in your life. And I, I even think intergenerationally sometimes, especially this time of the year when it's cold. I remember my mom telling me about when she grew up on the farm in Iowa, you know, the only heat they had was the, the, the stove in the middle of the kitchen. And so the bedrooms upstairs were really cold, and she would wake up with frost on her blanket. And even though I've never had that experience, I can have that experience vicariously through her memory, and I can be thankful <laughs> for central heat. <laughs> who are who are you know younger in your 20s and 30s might not have that intergenerational connection. Start to notice and be thankful for the things that you've been taking for granted. And one of the ways to do that is to imagine if you didn't have it. Imagine it going away. And you can do this with anything in your life. You can do it with people. You can do it with, 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 with scenery. You know, imagine that we had no trees. Imagine the planet Earth with no trees whatsoever. And then imagine bringing them back and feeling an appreciation for the variety and the color and the shade and everything that trees give to us. Imagine if you've got a view. Imagine having to get to work. What would you do? Or or won't, I don't care. Anyhow, he had a guest on this this, this family, and um, they'd been downsized right side. We can't really just get in the, in the, in the car and, and go see our relatives who, you know, live a couple hours away. So they're a little more isolated, you know, than they, than they were before. Um, but she was also grateful for, you know, all the benefits that it had brought into their lives. That, that you know, having, having simplified their life in that way wasn't just all sacrifice, that there were good things that had come to them, that it had brought them closer together as a family, and that it had proven to them, shown them how resourceful and strong they were. Um, so imagine, imagine not having your car. And feel that sense of gratitude that you are able to have that. And again, you can do this with people as well. Imagine, imagine some, somebody who's important to you, that they had never come into your life. For some quirk of fate, you never met them. Your best friend, your husband, your wife. And then imagine bringing them back into your life and noticing afresh all the things that you appreciate about them. And so having that that sense of gratitude and writing that down in that journal. And so that is what I have for you for a gift today, in addition to the session that we're about to do, is a journal, a beautiful journal, for you to begin keeping your gratitude writings in. And I would encourage you to do this. Think about it. Like I said, it's nice to know um, if I'm going to make this a habit, it's nice to know what the reward is for that habit. And so do a 21-day study for yourself. And first write down for yourself, hey, you know, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy am I in these areas of, of my life? Can I kind of get a gauge? Or better yet, let somebody else give you a gauge for you. 
um, I'll tell you about a, a website here, and I'll put this when I put this um, recording out into the um, into the website space. I will list this as one of the resources. But the University of Pennsylvania, which is a leading uh, institute in um, positive psychology, had uh, psychological tests that you can take and get a gauge of your overall happiness. Um, they have one called the Authentic Happiness Inventory. Um, they have the Four Dice Emotions Questionnaire that measures your current happiness on, on five different uh, scales, uh, another general happiness scale, uh, a strengths test. Um, they have something they call the GRIT Survey, which measures the character strength of perseverance. They have an optimism test. So there's all kinds of fun things to take out here and get a, get a look at, well, where am I right now? Um, for example, I, I last did the Authentic Happiness Inventory back in 2007. I hadn't quite launched this business. It was an idea, but I hadn't quite gotten this business launched yet. So I was still working at my old job. I was not happy there. Obviously, that's why I launched you know, this, this business and moved into working for myself. Um, and my happiness score on the, the first test there, the Authentic Happiness Inventory in 2007, was 3.67, and the range is 1 to 5. So I thought, okay, I'm going to retake that. I haven't taken it since 2007. I'm going to retake that today before I do this, this gratitude teleseminar. And I retook it today, and today my score is 4.54. Now, I've changed a lot about my life in that period of time, but I'm also very grateful and very aware of how fortunate I am to have the opportunity to do this kind of work, to be able to spend more time with my family, to be able to focus in an area that really gives me energy and joy. And so gratitude is a part of having that score change. Um, so take one of those tests out there and see what is your general happiness or one of those tests out there now and then Keep being grateful, writing down what it is that you're grateful for. And complimenting other people, noticing that cashier at the Walmart or the Target and really giving them an authentic compliment. You know, really really find something that you appreciate about them. You don't have to be crazy about their earrings, but find something that you can really, you know, you know I really like the way that you organize these things and, and pack my bags. You know, thank you for that. You, you, you've done an excellent job for me. Just noticing it and passing that forward. Do those things for 21 days and then come back and retake one of whatever test or tests you took out on the University of Pennsylvania site and see what changes for you. Notice how you feel. Notice how you're sleeping. Remember that one study showed that people were sleeping better. So are you ready? Here's the question, because I've got this beautiful journal to give away. And the question is, and so the first person who emails me at cindylasher at hotmail.com is going to receive this beautiful journal to keep your gratitude writings in. And so the question is, this holiday season, and regardless of what faith or practice you believe in or none at all, during this season, what are you most grateful for? 
What are you most grateful for right now? The first email I see come through. Da 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 we have a winner. Beth. Gratitude, grateful for your family and for the work that you do. Thank you, Beth. Awesome. So Beth We'll be talking afterwards, and I'll find out the best way to get this gratitude journal to you. And so, if you are all ready, we are going to move into the hypnotic portion of our event. As always, if you're um, driving the car uh, or something like that, uh, you know, and you can't close your eyes and um, move into uh, an and inward practice right now, then go ahead and drop the line. You can always listen to the recording of this and do the hypnosis portion later. I will not be offended if I see anybody drop off the line right now. Oh, I hadn't looked at the board in a while. We picked up a, a, quite a few more people. Yay. Um, very good. Glad to have all of you on the line with us. Oh, and there's somebody dropped off. Okay. <laughs> they were probably in their car. That's cool. Um, so, Find yourself a comfortable position to sit or lie back. And we're going to move into a feeling of gratitude, moving into hypnosis, closing your eyes, and just begin to relax. You can just begin to notice the movement and the rhythm of your breath. Moving easily in and out. Beginning to settle down now into a steady rhythm. Like the ebb and flow of ocean waves. Good. Feeling even more relaxed now. Perhaps feeling gentle ripples of comfort starting to spread. Maybe that begins on your face or flowing through that shoulder there or that arm here. Gentle, calming waves of comfort. Flowing down to the tips of your fingers and down to your toes. A growing sense of calm. Now beginning to flow deeper and deeper through every muscle of your body. Just letting go. Relaxing. Notice your breathing settling down. Good. Notice the parts of your body that are in contact with the surface that you're resting on. And just let that surface do all the work. Let it hold you up. 
imagine or remember what a sleeping child looks like. Maybe you can remember being that sleeping child, or maybe you've carried a sleeping child. Maybe they fall asleep in the back seat of a car, and they have to be carried to their bed, and they stay asleep, and so they're just like little warm lumps, so loose, totally everything about them is asleep. Every muscle is totally loose and limp, and their little arms just kind of flop. And you lay them in bed, and you position their arms and their legs, and it's like positioning a warm, comfy rag doll because the muscles just aren't participating at all. Imagine how it would feel to be that sleeping child relaxed. Sleeping child arms. Sleeping child legs. And a growing sense of Calm, now beginning to flow deeper and deeper into every muscle of your body. That's it. And when you relax really deeply, you can actually become more aware of everything around you and inside you. Just beginning to notice now how your whole body is becoming so relaxed and comfortable. Imagining perhaps relaxing waves washing over you, soothing you, like warm sunlight caressing your skin, like a gentle tide washing over the empty beach, touching every grain of sand, Refreshing every cell of your body now. Good. And you know as you sit there, drifting ever more comfortably into a deeper rest, perhaps you might just begin to realize how easy it is to miss the important things all around us perhaps because we let our attention wander about matters which seem important at the time, but when you allow yourself to step back and let your unconscious mind focus your attention on what really matters, you'll experience something very familiar and yet surprisingly new. How to appreciate the goodness in small things, empty place, getting to feel at home again, and finding yourself giving thanks for all those familiar faces and places, for the joy of memories shared together, like rediscovering something special you prized as a child and then thought you had lost and finding that surprise when you just open your eyes to that remarkable treasure trove all around you. That's right. 
You know, a wise person once said that hunger is the best spice. And can you imagine life without the simple spices? Without the smell of freshly baked bread? The sound of laughing children? Without green trees? Without flowers and color? And as you reach out and touch those soothing colors, washing deeply into each cell of your body, your appetite for life feels refreshed and renewed. But if our eyes aren't overwhelmed with possessions, if we are, if we're overwhelmed with the stuff in our life or the busyness, or the sense of importance. If we're so overwhelmed by that that we can't see the flowers or smell the rain or feel the power of laughter in our heart, then how can we begin to notice and appreciate the really important things, like the very air we breathe? And you don't need to buy or sell the air in order to realize its true worth. Because that precious blanket of air sustains and nourishes every cell in your body. It allows you to hear the sounds of laughter and smell the flowers and feel the wind on your face. And we move in the air like we walk in beauty through natural landscapes of wonder and delight. And when you allow your unconscious mind to do what it does best, to maintain a healthy balance in your life, then your natural abilities to give and receive appreciation can grow and flourish. And perhaps there really is treasure out there, like that treasure trove of childhood, when you allow yourself to look around and give thanks for what's beneficial in your life, instead of focusing on the costs, the price, or focusing on the status in the minds of others, that comparison piece. And now is the time, perhaps, for your unconscious mind to set aside a special time each day, time to give thanks, to help you rediscover the wonders in your life and contemplate those often overlooked treasures all around you. And in a moment or two, you can just get a sense of floating into that special Thanksgiving time, which doesn't have to be just one day a year. Like a dream floating on a gentle breeze, move into that feeling of giving thanks, gratitude, appreciation. Noticing how it feels to free up time. Time enough to notice and acknowledge the pleasure in small things content and confident 
in that growing ability to appreciate the world and every element in it more and more every day. And just as your unconscious mind makes deep learning available to you every day, spending this time of gratitude will open up your senses, filling you with surprise and wonder at everything around you. That's right. You'll start to notice more. Your life will feel more full more complete, more rich in every way. You don't have to buy something new. You don't have to change a thing. Just notice and appreciate the richness and the wonder that's already there, like a child. Just imagine for a moment what it's like to experience that feeling of welcome rest after a long walk. Or allowing yourself to really appreciate the deep satisfaction that comes from a job well done. Or those quiet moments when you listen for the sounds you enjoy most. And take just a moment or two now to appreciate all those wonderful sounds around you and inside of you. God. And perhaps as your unconscious mind automatically knows what you need to stay content and relaxed, you can allow yourself to remember so many other resources around you. The voices that speak to you from books or your best friend on the telephone or that hand gently stroking a sleeping pet. And many changes just happen without our being aware of them. Like growing from a child into an adult. Or learning to say your first words. And over the next coming days and weeks, as you keep your gratitude journal, your unconscious mind will be preparing, getting ready to put those changes into action. And can you imagine how wonderful you'll feel when you see everything in a new light? And it's up to you now that you want to see the world more clearly. And in just a moment or two, you can experience 
feelings of gratitude that spread into your entire day. As you take special time to reflect on the wonders of life, taking your time to really appreciate all the seemingly little things that are a part of the whole and how important they really are. Take some time right now and reflect on the things that you're grateful for. From the small to the large. Notice how that feels, how it fills your heart. Feel the energy of your heart. You know, it's never too late. You can begin to appreciate everything now. Make it a new habit, a habit of gratitude. Imagine that you're a small child again. Remember how as a child everything seemed so new? Imagine watching the snowflakes, marveling at the intricate pattern, or watching seeds germinating and new shoots, green shoots coming out of the ground in the spring, the first flower that you see in the spring. Remember how you were noticing things. Maybe you gathered things when you were a child, flowers or special things, whatever was special to you. Have you ever gazed at the stars on a velvety dark night? and wondered whether there was life up there in the galaxies beyond. Were you ever fascinated by certain periods in history or certain places that you wanted to go? Or certain animals that you loved? Dolphins. I loved dolphins. We all have our own special memories of childhood. That was a magical time when anything was possible. Miracles happened every day. And our young minds soaked up everything like a brand new sponge. You can look through the eyes of your inner child again. Seeing each blade of grass, each snowflake, Noticing the beautiful colors. Listening to the song of the birds. Or a beautiful piece of music. You can appreciate your sense of touch and smell and taste. 
and so many other things that as we move through life, we, have, we tend to take for granted. Begin to appreciate them now. Imagine losing your sense of touch or sight, hearing, or taste. And imagine them being back and how grateful you would be. And suddenly the haze that's been clouding your vision begins to lift and all your senses are sharpened. Your mind feels more focused, more alert, hyper-aware as you appreciate not only the good things in life, but every single thing, and understanding how it all falls together, forming a perfect picture. When you watch people passing by in the town, or see them in the store, Isn't it strange to think that you're not the central point in this world? All those other people are experiencing their own inner world just as you are. They are wrapped up in their thoughts and their lives and their problems or their joy. It's almost as though one central consciousness is at large and little sparks flew off into different directions, inhabiting each individual person. And so that we are all part of one. Some people call that God. Some people call it Mother Nature. Some people call it Consciousness. But what's in a name? You appreciate your health, knowing that there are so many people out in the world who are worse off than you. But it's not about comparing. It's about appreciating, noticing, giving thanks. And you find it easy now to express your appreciation and to accept appreciation from others because appreciation and gratitude from this moment on hold a special place in your mind and in your heart and in your life. And you realize that a few little words can mean so much. And simply giving thanks to someone in recognition of the effort they've put into something, even something mundane, like checking out your groceries, can be like magic to their soul. People want to do more when they realize they're noticed and appreciated. Most people want to please and to be liked. And they're no different than you are in this respect. And appreciating all the things in life makes you a happier person, a healthier person. And so you find yourself becoming far more positive in all aspects of your life. You look on the bright side of life, seeing the good that will come out of any situation. You become happier, more optimistic, much more content, a much more relaxed and more confident person in every way. Just by expressing and experiencing gratitude. It's what's called a keystone habit. Creating this habit of gratitude in your life creates changes that aren't 
deliberately intended and are always positive. It's a keystone habit. Creating this habit deliberately will make your life better in so many other ways. You truly will become happier, more content, more relaxed, more confident. You may sleep better. You may find yourself, like those people in the study, exercising more. I don't know. But you'll find out as the days and the weeks, the months and the years move along. As you focus on gratitude, you'll find how the rest of your life changes for the better. And these suggestions are firmly embedded in your subconscious mind now. They grow stronger and stronger by the day, stronger by the hour, stronger by the minute, stronger with every breath that you take and with every beat of your heart. And I want to express my gratitude to you for being with me on this call today and for being who you are in this world. And so, in a moment, I'll count from one to five. On the count of five, you can open your eyes, feeling rested and refreshed, feeling renewed energy for the rest of this day, feeling grateful, and feeling that energy flowing on into the future for as long as you can imagine. And so we begin the count up at one, returning to this time and this place, aware of your surroundings once again. At two, feeling positive energy, that feeling in your heart of gratitude. Feel it start in your heart and spread up and down and to every nook and cranny of your body. Excellent. Take a deep breath at three, moving some energy around with that oxygen. Four and five as eyes open, wide awake. One, two, three, four, five, eyes open, wide awake, feeling absolutely fantastic. God, thank you all for being on the call with me. I'm just going to turn off the mute mode for a second, and you'll be able to hear me, and I'll be able to hear you. I just want to wish all of you happy holidays, whatever your tradition is. I hope it's happy and safe and full of gratitude. Thank you all for coming on the line today. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and I hope to hear and see all of you next time. We'll have another one in January. Sounds good. Take Take care. care. Bye-bye.